You're listening to episode 237 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. You can support the show financially when you shop at Amazon. Simply go to the blog, click on the corresponding banner, and go about your shopping. It's really that easy to give us money without actually giving us money. Or you could always just give us money by donating via PayPal. A link to that is also available at 360vegaspodcast.com. Warning. The hosts enjoy doing the show, and as a result, laugh a lot. If you don't like that, don't listen. We don't care. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The casino. Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? On a gamble. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The Strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. Hi. Hey. <laughs> so I'm sure people are thoroughly confused. Yeah, Tony fucking bailed on me, like, last second. Especially <laughs> after last week's fucking debacle of... of <laughs> Estrogen overload. You were just de- mockery. You were so depending on. Oh my god, I get time with Tony again. All I wanted was f- to be acknowledged, and I'm like, well, Tony <laughs> will acknowledge me, and the motherfucker acknowledges me, going, hey, by the way, I'm gonna need this week and next week off. And oh. next week? Yeah. Oh wow. Well, he got he got hooked up with rooms at, at a casino. I can't really blame the guy for that, especially especially and this when, week. This week was a, a power outage or issue thing, wasn't it? And yeah. Next week I, is... I'm, I'm having I'm having less. Patience for his. I say it took you a long time to find that word. Because I didn't want to do um like you. I was trying to avoid it. <laughs> um is a great filler word. No, it isn't. I fucking <laughs> hate it. It distracts me every time I'm in any meeting ever. I, I can't help but hear only the ums, and I'm like, stop, stop listening to ums. Just fuck, pay attention to what they're saying. Drives <laughs> me crazy. Anyway, so yeah, I, I'm getting tired of his whole podunk living in. It's like fucking. <laughs> Get to a real goddamn. You're a fucking lawyer. Get to a real city, all right? <laughs> but you can afford so much more when you live out in the country. I don't give a fuck. You can afford so much more when you live in Memphis. Fuck, move down here. That would be fun. You know, that would be. That fun. would be trouble, probably. Probably. <laughs> one of one of us wouldn't survive at some point, and I don't mean that we would be at each other's throats. Someone would fucking die from alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. Or drowning, and, and, or drowning in a pool via alcohol. Right. Alcohol would still be the primary right. cause, regardless. <laughs> exactly. And cause of death. They could be like, well, we drown. It, it, would, it, it would end up being like that show that Tony and I love, that autopsy, where it's like, well, you know, a cause of death drowning. Technically, they drown. But. but. <laughs> the, the alcohol in the system made him unable to turn himself over so he could breathe. Yeah. Right. right. He drowned in, in half an inch of water. Right. <laughs> And since, you know, Tony's canceling was so last minute, we didn't have time. You didn't have time. I'm not going to say, wait, you didn't have time to find another. Yes, yeah, so host Christina, to jump in. don't feel like we, we alienated <laughs> oh, I didn't you. I did think about of that. The, well, yes, of course. <laughs> no, we did not be like, oh, she's not filling in. Like, I literally got in, informed. Oh, like, yeah, I got home from work and you're like, Tony just fucking canceled. I'm like, oh, sorry. 
not really upset with you either, Tony. For the for the record, where it's it's all it's all it's, in fun. it's you just being grumpy as usual. As usual, you're always grumpy. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. Right. All right. Well, let's start the show. So he's Mark. I'm Karen. And as always, we will start with Random Vegas. In response to Ed Thorpe's famous "Beat the Dealer Blackjack" book, Nevada casinos changed 21 rules forbidding the splitting of aces and only allowed double downs on 11. The rule changes were so unpopular that casinos eventually went back to the old rules. Yeah. We got that from SinCityTalk.com. Wow. I, you, I you can't would, even imagine. You would think as irritated as everybody is with 6-5 that it would somehow flip back to that. but No, but if you, if you make it so you can't split aces, I mean, come on. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. I can see why. How long did it say how long it lasted? No, no, it didn't. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I'm not even going to speculate. I would, I would have to think it wouldn't be very long. You wouldn't think. All right. Well, let's look at the twit pick of the week. Nothing is more beautiful to behold than neon set against a black sky. Okay, minus silhouettes of nude women in front of Vegas signage. <laughs> I think my favorite thing about the old Golden Nugget signage is how at night the structure disappears, giving the illusion that the sign floats above the property. Like a neon Jesus. This week's winner brought to you by at Vegas.com or at Vegas.com because you can't put a dot in a, in a Twitter handle. It showcases glory not found anywhere else on the planet in a time long past. I, I don't know what it is. Neon in, in a black sky is just good. Like, I love the Fremont Street experience, but there's just something about neon in a black sky that is just. Well, and anytime. I, I love the picture. Anytime that you see, especially the old downtown Vegas, like all that neon crammed in on top of each other, it's, I mean, it's a really cool picture, so. Well, and like, Binion's, for the most part, is still this same neon. It just looks different when it's not set against pitch black. Right. Yeah. As always, we will link to the photo on our blog and feature it on all our social media outlets, such as Flickr, Pinterest, Facebook, Google+, and Twitter. Let's move into the news. So first up, we have some info on the downtown Grand expanding. In addition to the planned renovations already announced at the property, Eater Vegas is reporting that downtown Grand also intends to increase their occupancy offerings. Plans are to build an eight-floor, 495-room hotel tower on the Porkershore side of the building. The Porkershore will remain, but be redesigned so the new tower can be built on top of it. It's said the new tower will not only have direct access to the third-floor pool area, but will stretch the length of 4th Street in between Ogden and Stewart Avenue. No word when the project will begin or how long it will take to complete I would have never in a million years, if you consider what they have said are to be the casino issues, the, the, the struggles that that property's had, that you would need... It is two hotel towers. Yeah, you're, you would you're need reading my mind. Uh, 500 more rooms? I don't understand why it needs to add it. The only thing potentially, and hear me out on this, that's popping into my head, is if this new tower is going to be attached to it, Versus currently the second tower, you got to go across the walkway and on the other side of the street. Could they be thinking about consolidating 
their operations eventually to this new tower and the existing one attached to the casino and then doing something else with that tower on the other side of the street. Because I wouldn't have thought, to your point, I wouldn't have thought that what's going to solve the issues downtown Grand is having is adding more rooms. If I were to guess, it would be more of what Golden Gate did when they did their initial renovations, and it's adding, like, high roller suites. It's adding bigger rooms. It's adding something more for... Because they're making that whole thing where they're going to have a convention center and more of a business area. So, so by adding more rooms, will that help them attract bigger conventions? Maybe. Maybe that's that's the thinking. Maybe they're trying to attract... Because they've got that whole e-gaming area. Maybe they're trying to somehow attract more of that. I... I, I don't know. Maybe maybe they have money to burn. Maybe they can get loans to reinvest in that. Maybe maybe they're they're looking at it from the casino isn't what's going to make us money. It's going to be occupancy. It's going to be convi- it's it's the muronization of downtown Grand basically. That's disappointing. It is disappointing, but hopefully but at the they same time, find I'm, this balance. Yeah, at the same time, I'm fascinated and hopeful that they're adding more rooms. Yeah. I, we were interested in the offerings they already had. I, we, we haven't seen what their rooms look like. I guess I'd, I don't know if their existing rooms are so small that they would need to add another tower with bigger rooms. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, we'll see. We'll mm-hmm. see. Next up, let's talk about recreational blaze. Recreational weed was made legal in Nevada for less than a week before the first what-the-fuck incident was reported. <laughs> Static electricity is the reported cause of a small fire at a marijuana dispensary last week. No one was injured, but the smoke triggered the sprinklers, which caused ten dollars to $15,000 in damage. And I would imagine messed up a lot of uh, a lot of merchandise. Well, I think those are in glass cases, so mm-hmm. hopefully, hopefully it didn't get... <laughs> it, did, it didn't puddle up you know, in, into backstock. Didn't undry the weed. Right. <laughs> Once the situation was under control, the dispensary reopened. I understand this is... A legitimate rare thing that can happen, but of course it would have to happen at a weed place. And I mean, and I get you want to dry the leaves out, right? So maybe they have like a like dry rooms or something. But but for them to say static electricity caused it, you don't really hear about humidors catching on fire, you know, at cigar places. No, but humidors have a level of humidity. Oh, that's right. Yeah, there's just the that's why it's called a humidor. So there should be the okay. Yeah, so let's see. So I don't know that you need to keep weed in a humidor. I don't. Think. No, it would be opposite, right? You got to dry I, it out. I think so. So I guess but arguably, I'm not the expert, yeah. So. I guess arguably, I, I don't know. I, I was just like, when was the? This is literally the first time I've ever heard someone say, "Oh, a fire was started by static electricity." I know. Like, That's really, what I mean. in a fucking weed place, right. really. What are the odds? Right. <laughs> and now let's talk about the Burning Man Dragon art car. I didn't realize this is semi-related, right? <laughs> it is, actually. Zappos have teamed with Lyft to bring yet another Burning Man attraction to Las Vegas. This time, it's the Burning Man Art Car. Friday and Saturday during the month of July, you can take free rides on the attraction to see what else? Other Burning Man attractions in art located around downtown Vegas. Those interested need to open the Lyft app Find. Dr- I'm gonna listen. I'm gonna tell you what it says you need to do, and then I'm gonna tell you what I think you really just need to do. Okay. <laughs> Those interested need to open the Lyft app, find Dragon Mode, follow the instructions to head, and then here's where I actually think is all you need to do: head to the Lyft booth in front of Container Park and sign up, then wait your turn. 
Passengers will be called on a first-come, 1st serve basis, and the Dragon Art car will run from 7 p.m. to 1 a.m. I don't understand why you would need to do all that shit in the app to eventually just go here and sign up. So I, I think the reason is, so obviously, you know, this is something that Lyft is pushing to try to... And I was surprised the number of folks at, at Vegas Vacation that said they were using Lyft versus using Uber. I've never used Lyft. I've only ever used Uber. That's but just because I, the mustache is unacceptable. To no, me. they don't. They don't do them anymore. Okay, I don't care. They did. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they just found another way to make the car more easily recognizable. So I could see where Lyft would. And and I don't know if this is Burning Man. I know that pushing they want this. There's some kind of a partnership. It, but I yeah. don't necessarily if you. I I don't necessarily believe you need to do it. Unless they're forcing them to go to the app. So if you've got all those crazy I mean, Burning Man fans, they're forcing them to go to the app, and then the sign up once you get to the location is to say, "Hey, I'm here." Well, and 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 maybe that's it. Maybe the story was written poorly. And maybe it's that you need to check in at the booth. Like, right. like, like you have to sign up through the app. Right. And you have to check in right. at the booth. Which would drive usership to the app maybe for people that haven't used it. Well, that if makes more into sense. into the whole Burning Man thing. That makes more sense. And, and in that case, whoever I got this from, the Sun or the RJ, whoever they, you, that was a shitty article. I just, I don't know. I hear Burning Man and I just immediately shut off. You so is the, car, is the car that you're signing up to ride in? Actually, a piece of art from Burning Man, like the like the mantis that sprays yeah. fire, kind of thing. It looks like, it, although it looks like Saturday it? Night Fever. Oh, it looks like a like a long pickup truck, or like a bed pickup bed. What am I oh, so do you flatbed, like flatbed truck? It's like a flatbed really? truck, and then they've got like an LED. So, do you sit on the back of the truck? Oh, I'm not sure. Click on the link. Well, I was talking with you about it. <laughs> I can't describe it very well. It looks very Saturday Night Fever. I don't, I, and I don't understand where the dragon comes in, unless it, unless it, it the it, it's LEDs that turn into oh. like like a looking dragon. It looks pretty Lord. shitty, is what it looks like, to be honest. Unless, unless, like I said, those do more than just light up like that, and that was a bad picture. Maybe it does like all kind of like. Well, no, I'm guessing like it does light up because it says it only runs from. What night? What do you yeah. say, like 7 p.m. Well, yeah, to I mean, like 1 a.m.? lights up, but I mean, you see what I'm talking about. You look in there, it just looks like Saturday Night Fever floor strapped to the side of this car. But if it if it shows like... With a spiked rail down the yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. That just sounds awful yeah. to me. We, we will not be trying that. See, it's funny. Like, I think Burning Man... Uh, the results of Burning Man, like the, like the cool art things that they do, the big giant things they set on fire and stuff like that, I think that's cool. The people that make them are cool. I think the the event is a bit too weird, hippie for me. Yeah. Okay. So apparently, they're talking about modern art cars. So apparently, they have a whole series of them, whether it's a ducky, a rhino, or a Star Wars spacecraft. Yeah, but that's but not this, what is, this is. Yeah, this yeah. one is the dragon car. This se- <laughs> this seems lesser than all the others they just described. Does it say how much it costs you to do this? It's free. I said I said that. Why the hell would they do this then? You already said it to drive traffic, to lift it. it it's a whole. But then you're going to attract all the people that only do this shit for free, and they're never going. to... I mean, they're they go to Burning Man. They That's, stand out in the desert less to for do like with that and more to do with with highlighting the Burning Man stuff. That's what I mean. Oh, isn't Burning Man free? Uh, yeah, but I think they all like stand out in the desert for a couple of days, and they're hippies and don't shower. And it's... well, yeah, I mean they're gross, clearly. Yeah. But okay. 
or engineers. I, I'm not. I'm not interested. In, I might like to see the car. I can't imagine riding around in it. Just oh, you know what? You, it just occurred to me. You're not going to see Bliss because it's only downtown. Bliss is from Burning Man originally. Right. Well, it's, it says it's a fixed route. So. Yeah. Mm. But it's all downtown, which is where most of the stuff is. Big Rig mm-hmm. Jig and the Mantis. Oh, I keep forgetting about that Big Rig Jig. We haven't seen that yet, have we? I have, okay. but it uh, it's in the middle of a closed motel lot. Oh, right. So, yeah, right. it's not really much that. to see. They're like, hey, it's there on the other side of that fence. <laughs> All right. So that's going to do it for news. Let's move into prop bets. For those of you unfamiliar, prop bets is an extension of the news, but with just bits and pieces of noteworthy items. First up, Ellis Island broke ground on a two-story expansion that will add a new restaurant, bar, and beer garden right at the street level. Once complete, the expansion will accommodate an additional 300 guests. Everybody said they had a great time when they went down to Ellis Island. It seems like it's, uh, I, I, don't, I don't I don't know, maybe I need yeah, to Yeah, the videos look good. So, wait, I'm confused. So, it's two stories. Does that mean it's going to have rooms on the second floor and then the restaurants and the beer garden and everything on the first floor? No, it's going to be like every restaurant they're building in Vegas now. There'll be one on the first floor and one on the second floor. So, how is it going to accommodate an additional 300 guests? 300 people. Between the restaurants, it'll be 300 people. Oh. It will accommodate 300 more people than that property can currently accommodate. Well, so I guess I read guests as more people can stay there. Mm, that's probably my wording. Okay. Circus 1903 is now in residency at Paris, or it will be soon. The show is said to be a callback to the golden age of circus theatricality and showmanship minus live animals, which are represented with stage props. Possibly the only cool thing I think about this. Performances will be Tuesday through Sunday at 7 p.m. with additional performances at 3 p.m. Tuesday, Saturday, and Sunday. Shows begin July 25th, and tickets start at $50. I have nothing to say. Okay. You're looking at me like I'm supposed to comment. Eater Vegas shared a list of 99 happy hours going on in Vegas in July. For those interested, we will have a link on the blog. I would be interested if I was going to be there in July. That sounds like fun. I agree. I've always said that that it, here's a million dollar idea. Anybody that wants to put, although I don't know how much efforts put in, you would need to put into it. But if you could get people on on a single app that would tell you all the happy hours going on in Vegas, like like GPS, like you're like going boom, like get a little yeah. push notification, like hey, you're right by this fucking happy hour right here. It's starting in like an hour. Or something. Happy hour or the. Well, yeah, happy hour probably would make more sense. I mean, I would also like the price fix. Well, I, I, would, I would argue it's the same thing except the food variation. Right. I think you could. That's a million dollar idea to me. I don't know how to make an app, though. Mm. <laughs> and CeeLo Green is performing at Cleopatra's Barge at Caesar's Palace Friday and Saturday, July 21st and 22nd, as well as the 28th and 29th. The show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets start at 119. That's so weird to me. So I'm confused. I thought that Cleo, and maybe I just. It's tiny. I, you are thinking. I know you're thinking of it. Right. I thought it was the open air bar that's it's a on the casino floor. Yeah, it's a lounge yes. on the casino floor. Well, it's it's in between. It, it's it's that shortcut when you take like from right. one place to another. So yeah. it's not even really on the casino floor. No, but it's it's, it's just open. It's just I mean, it's it's yeah. it's open. It's not like this is a theater. It's not like this is a this is a lounge where you'd put a random with music a pirate ship with a pirate with ship. It, well, no, not a pirate. It's a it's a it's an Egyptian barge. It's a barge. My bad. See, that's why it's Cleopatra's. Right. 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 I just I don't understand. 
Unless this thing goes further back than we, than we realize. Because otherwise you stand on the outside of it and you can hear the show for yeah. free. Yeah, I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. Maybe maybe it goes back further. There's never been any. Can they close it off? That's I suppose you could rope the area off, but But I mean like enclose it with curtains or something so you couldn't see. You could probably still hear him, but maybe. you couldn't see. I don't know. My guess is with with as big as Caesars is, it probably does have something that heads back there. Like there's a But bar it's not Caesars, it's Luxor. No, it's Caesars. Oh, that, okay. So I am thinking of something different. No, I am thinking of the right one. No, you're thinking of the right one. You're just thinking of the wrong property. I'm so confused. <laughs> well, that's going to do it for news and prop bets. Let's check the river. All right, so we have a ton of listener feedback this week. I'm going to start off with some, with some more audio memos sent to us. Hooray. Yeah, or voice, voice memos, I believe, is the correct way. We don't want to call them voicemails because they're not voicemails. They're audio files. Audio. Yeah, but that sounds weird. Voice <laughs> memos. I just need to get it trained into my... I know that's what they are. Okay. But, all right, here you go. So who's up first? First one is from Steve-O. It is his review of Aria. Is that name trademarked? You would think. <laughs> Sorry, I just but had it, to ask. It's, it's legitimately that. Okay. Hi there, guys and girls at 360 Vegas. This is Steve-O. We recently stayed at the Aria this mid-July. Had a great time there. Nice time driving there, uh, listening to your podcast also. Thanks for your hard work. First thing we'd like to cover is the check-in. Check-in was pretty smooth at the Aria. We stayed in the M-Life line. We asked for a strip view room, and uh, we were able to get into that, which was very nice. After checking into the hotel, we hit the pool right away. The pool at the Aria, they've got a few pools. They're pretty cool. Mostly uh, adults at the pool, which make it nice. Not a whole lot of kids running around. As far as the food there, food service was a little bit slow, and the food just didn't seem to be that flavorful. We had the wraps there. However, the beers there were a good value. $15 for a souvenir cup, which is basically about three beers. The beers came out pretty quickly, nice and cold. So the pool experience for us uh, was very nice. We collected a lot of souvenir cups. The shower, the water pressure, a little bit low, not too bad. But we just figured that uh, the water pressure is probably a little low because they're trying to save water. It's a desert city. We live in a desert city, and water can be uh, kind of expensive. The gambling there at the Aria, we mostly did slots. We did pretty good as far as uh, just breaking even after three days, so that was fantastic for us. The waitresses came along uh, pretty frequently, and they were very attentive. We also ate at the Burger Lounge. The burgers there were fantastic. Fries were well-seasoned. Didn't take too long to, to get our food. Overall, the Aria had a great feel to it. It's a clean hotel. It's easy to move around the hotel. You're pretty close to the Cosmo, which is always a nice thing. So we would definitely stay there again. Once again, thanks for your hard work. See, this is a perfect example <laughs> of. Oh, I, I had to reassure we, Chris and, and Julie Moore came to in, enjoy our, our home over over the Fourth of July weekend. Yeah. And I I don't know how many times I have to say it to him, but I I keep having to reassure people. While it is well documented, I have mocked Phil Ruffin and what he's done to Treasure Island mercilessly. Right. I like Treasure Island. I still like it to this day. There's nothing wrong with that property, especially in the inside. 
It's what he's done to the outside. Well, and I'll be honest, I haven't been inside TI in so long. I do remember that I liked the rooms when we stayed there. So, yeah, I don't have an issue with that property either. Yeah, I mean, I think so. I don't know if they had great dining options ever. I mean, at so, least in our, our experience. Oh, yeah, I don't think so. But it, it's, it's fun. I like, I still like Treasure Island. I just, I, I don't like Phil Ruffin. This is a perfect example. Like, I, I, I may be frustrated and irritated with the way that we got treated at Aria. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, at, at Vegas Vacation 4. But I I love hearing that. I still like that property. I still think that casino is gorgeous. I I, I, I remember the rooms were nice. Yeah. I like the rooms. I know we've never had any luck there, so it's good to hear somebody never, did. Never any luck there gambling and never any luck there, honestly, with food either. I think that uh, I think the first place we went to is the best, and it isn't there anymore. It was that sports box. Oh, Skybox yeah. Skybox is what Skybox. it was. Skybox, yeah, and that one's That's not no there longer anymore. there. <laughs> that, was, that was the best food experience we've had at Aria. Yeah. So, but no, I mean, I'm glad that anytime somebody enjoys a property and has a good time, anytime somebody has a good time in Vegas, to me, that's a plus. Absolutely. Now, I will say that um, the one part that I didn't consider that I'm, I'm glad Steve-O brought up is that, you know, Aria is really close to Cosmo. So if, and, and Cosmo's pricey. So if you ever can't afford to stay at Cosmo, Aria is right there. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Aria, it's next door to Cosmo. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you, Steve-O, for sending in that audio memo. Really great to hear about uh, your trip and your visit. And appreciate you taking the time to record that and send it in. Especially after after we had a bad one. We it's mocked good to hear it. Good I know. One. It's good to hear a good one. <laughs> I'm sure he was like, "Damn, do I send this in and tell him?" No, I I'm did? glad he did. Oh, I'm totally glad he Absolutely. did. Absolutely. All right, and the next one, the next and last one we have, comes from speaking of Julie Moore, who shared her experience with Vegas Vacation as a whole, as well as Vegas Vacation Four. Ooh, goody. Hey there, Mark, Karen, Tony, Alistair, and Christina. This is Julie of Chris and Julie, or at JA Pluto09, aka 360 Angel Number Three on Twitter, and apparently the Vegas Vacation for a Photographer, a title I will gladly accept. I thought I would just give you guys a quick, or maybe not so quick, rundown of our 360 Vegas Vacation experience. Just a little backstory for all the skeptics out there, because I totally used to be one. Vegas Vacation 3 was my first experience with this group. Last year, my wonderful husband at Chris Moore 28 told me, so I listened to this podcast about Vegas and there's a vacation coming up that the hosts are putting together. I'm thinking, what the hell's a podcast? Of course, I had plenty of other questions and wanted to make sure we weren't going to be stuck hanging around with a bunch of strange people and no alternative plans. I told him, fine, I'll go. You plan it, and I'm just along for the ride. That's what he did. I was pregnant at the time, and there were a few bar events that we ended up skipping out on, but caught up with the group at the dinners and group gambling events. Needless to say, I was very pleasantly surprised when everyone ended up being like us, just average people that love Vegas. We made some great, even lifelong friends there, never would have figured that to happen and couldn't imagine missing a Vegas vacation, although still trying to work out the details for Vegas Vacation 6. Well, guess I should get started on the Vegas Vacation 4 stuff because that's what everybody wants to know about, right? We arrived a day before the official start of 360 Vegas Vacation 4. We checked into our hotel for the night. We were staying at the D downtown and actually met Mitchell as we were checking in. 
right after we checked in, we ran upstairs, dropped off our bags, went back downstairs, grabbed Mitchell, and then we all headed over to Pizza Rock to meet up with Karen, Mark, and Alistair since I was starving and they were already there. I'd been looking forward to Pizza Rock since I found out we were going to Vegas Vacation 4 because it's actually the first meetup location for Vegas Vacation 3 and I remember that the pizza was so good and I hadn't had pizza in a couple of months at that point. After eating and catching up, we walked over to Main Street Station to get a little gambling in and got a little tour from the 360 Vegas Trio. Chris and I had never been there before, and I loved all of the character that it had. It was just a really neat place. We all played craps and had a really fun time. I usually don't play craps. Every now and then I'll play with Chris, but for the most part, I usually will play slots. Walking around Fremont after dinner was a lot of fun too because there was a punk rock bowling thing going on and seeing some of those people in their two to three foot tall mohawks was crazy. Sunday afternoon was the official start of Vegas Vacation 4 and it did not disappoint. Before the festivities started, we actually left the D, uh, checked out and headed to Cosmo since that's where we would be for the remainder of the trip. Our room was ready, but we didn't have time to go up and see it because we actually had reservations for Sterling Brunch at Bally's, and we had already left our bags with the concierge, so just didn't have time to get those and get to the room and then get to brunch. Sterling Brunch always has a great selection of fantastic, high-quality food and one of Chris's favorite beverages, unlimited mimosas. If you ever get a chance to check it out, it's definitely worth it. After brunch, we headed back over to Cosmo to grab our bags and head up to the room. We've had some pretty great views almost every time we visit Vegas, but Chris got us a one-bedroom terrace with a fountain view, and it was amazing, especially the balcony, where we spent a lot of time. The room and the balcony totally lived up to its reputation the entire trip. We changed into our fun Vegas shirts designed by the ever-creative mind of Mark and headed down to get in some gambling before the meetup. We ended up at Planet Hollywood because the limits at Cosmo were a little too high for us. We played some video poker at Planet Hollywood where Ryan and Becky actually met up with us too. Then we all headed over to the meetup at around 4 so that Mark could be late on purpose and Tony could get there first. Secret Pizza isn't really a very big place so everyone was hanging out in the foyer in front of Secret Pizza. We got to see some familiar faces from Vegas Vacation 3 and even more new faces. Of course Chris knew way more people than I did since he listens to all the podcasts and is way more active on Twitter. I'm typically only on there for Vegas Vacations but I'm working on it. The evening got even better when we headed downtown on the limos. This was an event we missed last year, and I'm so glad we were able to make it this time because it was a blast and the playlist was awesome. Chris and I were both excited about the slot races too because, again, another event we missed last year. Although we had planned to go last year, and everyone had just finished whenever we got there, so we missed it. It was so much fun. I typically play slots and will play craps with Chris every now and then, so I wasn't on the hot table that evening, but did stick around to watch for a little while before heading upstairs to play some video poker at the bar. While at the D, found a new drink, thanks to Karen, vodka, (laughs) water, and lime. 
way less calories than cranberry juice. <laughs> I did have several cocktails and ended up a little bit on the drunk side, which a few people, <clears throat> Karen, <clears throat> found quite amusing since I didn't drink at all at Vegas Vacation 3. <laughs> Monday was Wicked Spoon Breakfast, where my sweet husband overindulged on his favorite beverage, finishing off an entire bottle of champagne all on his own, and of course blaming our server for leaving it at the table. Really? <laughs> By the time we got to the pool, he was not in the best shape, and while I enjoyed some sun with the crew, he headed back up to the room to sleep it off since we had some more events later that day. I liked that it was a bit of a relaxed day overall, aside from the drama at Bellagio, and I really enjoyed getting to know and visit with everyone a little bit better. Tony... Norma and Joey, Sean and Felice, Jay and Kelly, Ryan and Becky, Saul and Julie, Michael at Vegas Bright, Chris at Faces and Aces, Bogan, whose name I finally got right by the end of the night, Mitchell, Andrew, and Joe Q. I'm sure I'm missing a few too, so sorry about that. Try to remember everybody. Tuesday was an early morning run with our gracious tour guide, Christina, and then the indulgence day for us ladies. Yes, it sucked getting up so early after a late night, but I needed to get a workout in at least once while I was in Vegas. The weather was great, and it was a really fun, unofficial 5K with Phil, Rob, and Andrew, and then Christina and myself. I had just enough time after the run to get back to the room, change into my swimsuit, and then head to Aria for some much-needed spa time. Just as I got over to the spa, since it's a maze over there... Everyone was heading back to Cosmo since Aria decided to be a bunch of asses and screw us over. I think it all worked out just fine, though, because the spot Cosmo was very accommodating. They were really nice there. I spent some time in the eucalyptus steam room, then the cool mist room, as well as the jacuzzi. And I even got in a little nap on the day beds, which was really needed, especially after the early morning. Got to visit some more with Karen, Christina, Bobby, Amanda, and Felice, too. So that was fun. I will say that the only drawback is that although we got a small snack when we got there, they didn't have any type of spa menu for food, and I didn't have time to eat breakfast that morning because of the run. After the spa, we headed over to Platinum Entourage for our blowouts, and on the way decided to grab something small to eat since we were all hungry, and STK wasn't too far off, so we didn't want to really eat anything too heavy. So we grabbed some tacos from Fuzzies, which we have here in Texas, so I knew they were good. Plus, it happened to be Taco Tuesday, so they were only a dollar. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> Platinum Entourage was a great experience, and I definitely look forward to doing that again at the next Vegas vacation. Thanks so much, Christina, for a great girls' day out. You did an awesome job, and we survived the car ride to and from without <laughs> incidents. We headed back to Cosmo and we got dressed for dinner and then walked down to STK to meet up with everyone. Minus MIA Mark. Love you, Mark. <laughs> dinner was amazing and I ate every single bit of my food. I had the filet Oscar with asparagus. I got to play paparazzi a little and grab some pics of all of the groups at the tables since we actually had four tables because our group was so big they couldn't get us all at one. After dinner, I had Chris take a few pictures of myself with Karen and Christina, who Alistair later joked about us being Charlie's angels, and as you can tell, it's kind of stuck. 
topped off a fabulous evening with some group gaming at Planet Hollywood and the Cromwell before retiring on the last official day of 360 Vegas Vacation 4. Now, we weren't leaving until Thursday, so we did get to have breakfast at Peppermill Wednesday morning with Alistair, Dave, and Mitchell, and then spent some time at Casino Royale and Harris for a little gaming. Chris played at Casino Royale, played some craps. I actually had to drop off my dress from the night before, and they had a UPS at Harris, so I just stayed there, played some slots while Chris was playing craps at Casino Royale. After a couple of hours, we stopped by the Link Promenade and grabbed some souvenirs for our kiddos. We ran into Joey and Norma there. They were heading out, and we were actually leaving lunch at Ass Hats Fish and Chips. (laughs) Totally for Mark's benefit. (laughs) It was, uh, the fish was good. It was really flaky. Tartar sauce had really great flavor, too. We walked around for a little bit and then headed back to the hotel to relax before getting ready for dinner. We actually met up with Karen, Alistair, and Christina at Giada's since Mark was still MIA. I had her signature drink, and it was really good. It was delicious, as well as all of the other food. We had the tasting menu, and it was totally worth it. I highly recommend it. A great sampling of a lot of different things that kind of gave you a good idea of what the restaurant does. After dinner, sadly, Christina had to head to work. And then Karen went to go hang out with Mark. So Alistair, Chris, and I headed over to Ellis Island for the Vegas fanboy promotion. (laughs) And, of course, Chris and Alistair say, it's right there where those green lights are, as they point to the green lights. Two to three blocks later, in my heels, we arrive. (laughs) Although, I'm really just kidding. My shoes are very comfortable, so it really wasn't a big deal. We even ran into Justin and Lexi, who we met at Vegas Vacation 3, and hadn't seen too much on this trip, along with Joe Q and Rob. All the guys were playing craps. I played slots. And then after a couple of hours at Ellis Island, we hopped an Uber back to Cosmo and our last night with our balcony view in Vegas. Thanks so much, Mark, for putting so much time and effort into planning such a great vacation and to Karen for dealing with him during the process (laughs) and this trip in particular. We love you guys and hope we don't ever have to miss, miss one of the vacations. We've met some really great people and it's always awesome to put names with faces and get to know everyone a little bit better in person. Can't wait for Vegas Vacation 5 and hope to see you all there. She's the best. <laughs> I just, I love her. <laughs> She's not kidding, though. So, so many things I could go back and comment on, but, of course, what she said last is what's sticking most of my I know, head. right? I was like, I should have been taking notes. I know. Well, I honestly think if we get long audio files again, we need to treat them like a review. Yeah. Where we could stop them, pause, and comment as they go. Probably makes more sense, yeah. But... I just have to comment on her heels. The The distance that she walked in the height of those heels, I don't care how comfortable she says they are. That's insane. <laughs> and she actually had a blister from them, too, that she was dealing with. So she's being modest. They said, oh, yeah, it's right there. It's, it's, it's a short walk. Yeah. No. What I like is this is a woman who, at the beginning of this review, was like, what the hell is a podcast? <laughs> and is now recording a review to be played on one while saying, I can't, I hope we never miss one of the vacations. I know. What a testament. And it's like we were saying on you know the other episode, is like charging to get your spouses. Because I, I think she said, we were talking when they were here the other weekend, they, 
I think she said she's only been to Vegas like two or three times before and was like, really, we always go to Vegas because that's always an option she puts out for Chris and it's always where he wants to go. And now she's like, when is it? When are we going? I mean, it's, but it's a perfect example of, and I understood her, her concern when she heard about it at the beginning is like, what are these people going to be like? Who are these people that listen to podcasts and what are they doing? And you get there and you realize this is a collection of super awesome people. Yeah. And I love to your point, the fact that she doesn't want to miss another one again. Yeah. So. All right. And we have an email left. We got this from Paul Tremonte. Why don't you read it? Share it with us. All right. So Paul says, hi, Mark and Karen. This week's twit pick of the week really takes me back to my first trip in Vegas in 92 when that was definitely Caesar's look. If I recall correctly from the various books I've read, that look is the backlighting behind the Sarno blocks that was originally used when Caesar's opened. The book Grandissimo, The First Emperor by Dr. David G. Swartz about Jay Sarno discusses his use of Sarno blocks, which actually dates back to one of his first pre-Vegas hotels. Or I may be completely full of it, but I'm fairly certain that I remember it correctly. (laughs) I love that he puts his own disclaimer in there. (laughs) Right. I love listening to your podcast and share your affinity for Vegas. My parents had family friends that worked in the casino industry in Vegas dating back to the oh. 60s, and I've been going regular, regularly since 92. Vegas has changed a lot, but I still love it. Take care, Paul. Thanks, that, Paul. Yeah, that would be a trip. Don't, I don't know if I could interview people like that, but those are the kind of people that I, I'd like to befriend so I can, uh, you know, every once in a while, like an ideal pop man. Oh, my God, what was this like? Like, if I did an interview with somebody like that, it would have to take, like, three years. It would just be, like, a period of, like, oh, my God, we got to get on the mic. Hold on. I have a quick question for you. (laughs) Well, and that's one of the things that I I like about the Faces and Aces podcast is he... Oh, he gets... Yeah, that guy. He finds the most interesting people that are associated with Vegas to talk to and and get their... I mean, if, if you're interested in that kind of stuff... His podcast is a great. It's one why to I, to. I've said before. It, it's not to sound like a dick. It's it's to illustrate that we all share the same affinity for this city, right. and we all have our own spin on it in different ways. Absolutely. I mean, and that's what why. I, why would that make you sound like a dick? Well, because I always say that I don't consider any other show a competition. Did I not say that? I think I, no, you I, didn't. Think I skipped that part. You, you, you might have said, <laughs> said it in your my head. Because you're like, not to sound like a dick, but <laughs> but I think we all just have the so, same so, love of so Vegas be, in a different way. And I'm like, so why? Before, before I, I got into that, it would have been to say I don't consider any any other show competition. Right. Because we're not. We're all just sharing the same thing. We all love the same yeah, city. You we missed, just do it in a different way. You missed a key part <laughs> in this sentence. That's why I'm sitting here going, why are you sounding like a dick? I don't understand. But yeah. okay. That that, makes that's sense. why I don't but consider right. them competition. It's, it's, it's the same subject matter, different 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 angles. Yes. Yeah. Different ways to look Absolutely. at it. And different pieces of it. So it's all, the subject is Vegas. There's a lot of different ways you can I go about I even think Vegas. it's interesting, like the different points of view on things. There have been things that I, I was like, no, that's not it. And then I'll read another article and I'm like, oh, fuck, I didn't think about it that way. It's right. a great point. And right. that's what I think is great about this. The same way that like, I've said shit about Treasure Island and Aria and I've said negative things about fucking Asshat and it doesn't <laughs> stop anybody from going to it except Guy Fear. Don't you fucking go to that guy's place. I mean, at least Asshat you can say. You'll still say Guy Fieri and just like fucking you hate him. I fucking hate him. So and the funny thing is, he's one that I don't have an interest in trying any of his restaurants because I don't think he can cook. I think he's a he's a you know what he he's remind, a gag. You know what he reminds me of? Like in Family Guy, do you remember the episode where Quagmire and Peter 
uh, like Quagmire's a real chef, and Peter is just kind of like the the oh sidekick. Oh my god, yes! And he decide and they decide to have a cook off. Right. And Peter's is just butter. butter. Like, everything he did yeah. was just like butter on everything. That to me is Guy Fieri. That that to me is like going, <laughs> you know what? Mac and cheese is really good. You know what we should do? Let's make more mac and cheese. Let's have tons of cheese on it, man. Yeah, that's what we're gonna do. <laughs> we're never gonna throw it on like. A oh. burger. We're gonna put a bag of cheese on a burger. Is what we're gonna do. And the problem is, like, that's the one thing that I always point to that because I'm like, damn it, I want to know what that tastes like. <laughs> but I won't. I will not do no, it. No, he. Yeah, he's one. I won't. I won't pressure you on. I. But yeah, I, I, I appreciate. I there are people that are trying to sneak me into one of Asshat's restaurants, and I appreciate that. There is only much. one person on this planet who who needs to be subjected to my irrational hatred of of him and Guy Fieri, and that is you. Everybody else should try it, and just just don't refer to him. Just, just I appreciate the extra effort people are making to not say his name. But, uh, yes. I'm sorry, that was a hell of a tangent from Paul's email. So, but, <laughs> thank you, Paul. Well, yeah, it was. I don't know how we got there. <laughs> it's, it's a summarization of the whole show, where... I like that. Uh, I, I referenced faces and aces as an old podcast. I, I like and you went that, that way. we. I like that what I say doesn't dictate what everyone else says or, or what everyone else does. I like that. I like that. I'm like fuck Aria, and you're like, yeah, we just went to Aria and had a great time. Like that is awesome. But but that still wasn't what you liked about Paul's email. Paul's email was about all the people that he knew that used to work in the Vegas casino. Yes, but so. I, all right. Okay, Here, yeah. here here's <laughs> I'm my. I'm trying to bring it back to Paul. No, here's my cause... link together. It, I like. Things I like about Vegas. Boom. There it is. Okay. There it was. We got a link. We got a link. It's all together there. Thank you, Paul. Really do appreciate the email. Very Paul, sweet of you. Paul, Steve-O, Julie, I, I appreciate everybody's yeah. efforts to share feedback. I absolutely love interacting with you guys. It's 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 a blast. It is fun. And I'm I'm excited and hopeful that more people are sending in audio files. That is fun. Because I'm hoping... I'm and, excited. And I'll warn people, you will always hate the sound of your own voice if you're listening to the podcast when you send it in. But get you know we love to hear your thoughts, your perspective, and hearing it in your own voice yeah. is always better than us reading it and how we take what you say. Well, so. I, there are emphases that we don't make on things. That emphasis is on the wrong syllable. I think I said it right. <laughs> emphasis. <laughs> no, it's it's the plural. There is an emphasis. And if there are more than one, it it's would be emphasises. Emphasis. I don't think that's right. But <laughs> <laughs> it's my argument. <laughs> all right. So that's going to do it for episode 237. Thank you all for listening and downloading. We really do appreciate it. If you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show, you can do so on the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com. You can support the show by purchasing things from our affiliates. Amazon, tickets.xsvegas.com, Earth Limos, and you can get 10% off there just by using the promo code 360Vegas, or you can always just make a PayPal donation. You can buy merchandise from our store, zazzle.com slash 360Vegas. We do get a cut of those profits. And keep an eye out because there may be some more merchandise coming up for 360Vegas Vacation 5. Yeah, I released that like yeah. weeks ago. I know. I'm putting in a plug. I just <laughs> I, I, I was ad-libbing and didn't know what you were going to say. Gotcha. Or you can help others find the show by reviewing us on iTunes. If you'd like to send some feedback, written or audio, like we've been enjoying the last couple weeks, you can do so at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. And if you aren't sure how to record audio with your smartphone and email it to the show, there are instructions on how to do that as well on the blog's main page. Karen Mark, folks find you. At Karen Mark. She just told you where to find me, so till next time. Bye.